That's the sound of the bubble bursting. Yes, I'm your host, Chris Kawhi. With me as, is a miserable, devastated Burbank Hank. Oh, I don't like it. This is that Campus sucked. Clipcast. That sucked. One and two. Oof. We are a losing bubble team right now. Uh, you got to feel good-ish about the fact that the two games we lost, it was literally a tie ball game in the final seconds. But it really sucks that we literally had the ball in our hands tied yep. Yep. and couldn't get her done. You know yeah. What I mean? yeah, it sucks. I mean, it's the seeding. You know Ivica what? Zubats had such a great game, double, too, double. and then he blew it at the end. Yeah, double-double. I mean... I don't want to make excuses. You, you can, of course, say things like, oh, well, Lou just came back, and Devin Booker is sure. a beast, and they're the team that sure. handed us. Didn't they hand us our first loss of the regular season? Is that what it was? Uh, Phoenix Suns have yet to lose in the bubble. I believe they're 3-0 and or something. Right, but, then, but in the regular season, as it were, the real regular season in 2019, were they yes. the first team to beat us, or they just – yeah, a- we 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 def- we lost to them in Phoenix, as I recall. Yeah, I mean, ugh. Devin Booker's great. Devin Booker's great. We should have won. We should have won that game, man. Ivica Zubac played such a great game. We just have to get a stop and a score. It's all tied up in the final seconds. Ivica Zubac, we play great defense. Zubac brings down the rebound and then decides to pass it to Phoenix. They obviously get the ball into their leading scorer's hands, Devin Booker, who literally puts up a beauty buzzer beater. And just like we lost to LeBron James, we were all tied up, and then LeBron just stomped down the length of the court and put in a layup, and all of a sudden we're down two. We could have hit a three to win. We didn't. Uh, In this game, we get the rebound that we need, and I don't know if Zubac could have called timeout or what. He He just blew it. And it was a bummer. But most, much like game one of the restart, game three, we were behind the like the length of the game. Like I guess game one versus the L word, we did have a lead there in the second half, and we looked pretty good. But game three versus Phoenix, we never had the lead. We tied it up a couple times late. It was just very frustrating because it looked like we were actually going to get her done. Now I do want to get these losses out of the way. Now, and get the team real frustrated, Montrezl Harrell certainly would have helped. We don't know when he's back. It was great to have Lou back. But, man, we need to win these ball games, and there's five left before the playoffs, Hank. Well, what do we need to do better, including finish games? I mean, we have to finish games. That, that really – that I, I hate to just repeat what you just said, but, I mean, we didn't have – I, don't know. I hate I to repeat we, what you we just shot, said. We shot almost, I didn't have. We shot almost fifty percent from the field, but we shot twenty-seven percent from three, uh, and you know we paced with them pretty much for rebounds. We actually out-rebounded them by four total rebounds. Um, and sure, they right. shot. Sure, they shot fifty-three percent. That's a great shooting percentage uh, from three. That's a great shooting percentage. Uh, but we outshot them field goal percentage. We just we were just were terrible. We were, we, we were terrible from three. Um, not all, not, well, what's not crazy terrible. We, we just weren't as good. We just weren't as good as we, we were. We responded last game. with the L word loss with literally the most threes and a half tied for franchise history in 16 in the first half. And then we shattered our most threes in franchise history in a full game with 26 as we notched in 10 more in the second half for 26 threes when we absolutely pounded New Orleans, which was the great rebound after falling in game one of the restart but what you need to do is string together several wins not just win and then lose and then win and then lose look we lost a close one and then we knocked out the opponent versus new orleans now here we are losing another close one i want to go back to the most threes in franchise history versus new orleans well wait 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 wait. first i want to say something i want to say something first uh there was a moment there was a moment in the fourth quarter where we were on the way back, and maybe it was right before we had that tie. It wasn't the 115 to 115 tie. It was earlier than that, more like in the 10-something range, where uh, Marcus Morris dro- drove in and just came in for a layup. And I felt like in that moment, hey, our threes aren't falling. What would happen if we just started driving the lane? What would happen if we took some time here and tried something other than shooting threes? I understand that the new philosophy of the NBA is to dunk or shoot threes, but if you don't have a Steph Curry on your team 
who can get hot for a ton of threes or a Clay Thompson. I'm sorry to just use those guys because I know, you know, neither one of us is crazy about the Golden State Warriors, but that's sort of like the team that perfected that three ball scenario. But they did it with two dudes who literally never miss freaking threes. So if you're a team, well, we who, look, it's one thing if everybody gets hot as hell and you just want to start draining threes all the time, but at the point where it's not happening and you're that close, I never understand why in that moment you just start saying, hey, let, let's go for two. Let's go for some. Let's well, get in the. Let's get in the paint. We've go shot for less way points. more threes in the bubble than we did pre-bubble, and right now we're one for three, doing this shoot all the threes that we possibly can. Yes, in the win we broke our three franchise record most threes in a game, but we certainly didn't even go two and one or not three and zero. Oh, we're one and two shooting all of these threes. Yeah, man. You know, by the way, by the way, Kawhi was nice, and Kawhi was nice, right? I mean, he 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 uh, he shot pretty well. He he was fifty percent from three. He was five for five from the field, but he played thirty-seven minutes in a loss. And Paul George played thirty-six. So that that troubles me a little bit. Was the guy who brought us back into that game? I know. Tied it, and then for what happened every time that we. What really frustrated me, Hank, is every time Kawhi would single-handedly, there was one point where he rattled off seven points in a row to tie it or to get down two, and then he never had the ball again, you know? And it was so frustrating. I'm like, give it to the guy who got you there. Just keep feeding Kawhi. I understand you can't do that every single play, but man, oh man, when it works, keep it cooking. And Kawhi was the guy but in a losing effort, and we have got to figure out how to win these close games because it all matters. Yeah, Everything matters. Right now, we're still locked in on the two seed, so it didn't affect us in any way. Well, no. We didn't go down to the three or four. And Lou's not going to go, go three for eight from the field either. He's not going to go three for eight in your sure, typical Sure, he had to get the game. rust flakes. Sure, I got, you know, he had to get, get the rust flakes. rust flakes. And the chicken wing dust and all the stripper DNA off of also, him. Also, dude, let's and now just, he's ready. Also, credit <laughs> he's ready to win. Credit where credit is due. I mean, th- this team, this Phoenix Suns team, is a team that is like scrappy. They're, um, they, I've heard them likened to the Clippers team of last year, as far as like nobody takes them seriously, and so they just come in and ball as hard sure. as they can. And man, like a OKC. Look, Devin Booker is no joke. That final shot doubled by Paul George and Kawhi Leonard to get his 35 points in the game without any overtimes to get them. That's not nothing. That kid is a real special player. Uh, and it's pretty fun on Twitter watching all the fans of terrible teams saying he's going to be playing for them next year. There's one really great fan on Twitter. who's like, I can't wait to see what he looks like in a Knicks uniform. <laughs> <laughs> Devin Booker. He's poor, well, there's no way Knicks he's staying fans, in man. Phoenix. No, uh, there's no way Booker's staying in, oh, in that but horrible Phoenix Suns market. Oh, but maybe look, man, that is a great. That's a listen. We we both have the feelings that we have about the Phoenix Suns, but but Phoenix loves their basketball team. That is a basketball town. It is. They get great support from the mm. fan base, don't they? Those stinkers. Mm. Thirty-five oh, points. Eight assists. They're not like they haven't been competitive since Steve Nash was your back-to-back MVP. What was that? Twenty years ago? Fifteen years ago? I guess they really haven't. And this is finally a franchise-caliber player that they have. But this is not Suns cast. This is Clip cast. We are alone in second place. Luckily, the day before our loss, uh, Denver and Houston both lost. To give us a little bit of a cushion, the L word lost to Toronto, but then bounced back with the W. So here's the problem I have with bubble ball. We're one and two, five games left. We have got to figure out how to win in this bubble because the playoffs are next. And I would like very much to continue our what looks like locked in matchup of versus the Dallas Mavericks, who I believe we play next. So we got to beat. These Dallas Mavericks, something that we've done every time we've played them this season, we got to continue that. We got to bounce back. We got to knock them out and say, hey, we know you're coming for us in the playoffs. This is a statement game. We're going to whoop you and we're going to sweep you in the playoffs. We got to win on Thursday night versus the Mavs. Yeah, we do need to beat them. I mean, it is absolutely a statement game, but it, as well, um, I, I just don't know if any single team 
that is out there, right? As a matter of fact, this is just regurgitating. I want to say what one of the commentators said today. Any single team that is in this has a shot at making it. Any any single team has a shot at making the Western Conference Finals, the Eastern Conference Finals, and the Finals. Like this is a whole different animal where teams that were great might have weaknesses because they haven't been playing. Teams that were um, not great have a shot to to go all the way. So uh, it's not like I think the sky is falling because we're one and two. Um, I, I think very few people had the same prediction you did of going 8-0 in the seeding games. Um, as a matter of fact, I've heard plenty of uh, talking sports heads who are like, oh, you know, the Clippers could go 4-4, four and four, which I never really thought. I always thought 6-2, and 5-3, worst case. I'm not crazy we about We still sport. have a chance to go 6-2, and two. That's, um, that's for sure. But I definitely, eight I definitely no thought is not we, on the table. Beat, I definitely thought we would beat Phoenix. Um, oh, yeah. But I don't, think this guy, I don't think this guy is falling, but I also think – that the Clippers are a team who really would benefit. They, you know, they're, everyone's momentum, right? Momentum is everything. So I don't want us to go into the actual postseason, um, which we are absolutely going into, which is a very nice feeling. I don't want us to go into the postseason with doubts. Not at all, please. And, well, and especially because we don't Dallas know when we'll have Montrez. We're going to be working Montrez into our lineup without a doubt in the postseason. We've got Dallas Mavericks up next, which, like I said, this is likely your first round of Clipper playoff basketball. So that has got to be a W. We have got to bounce back much like we did after the L word. And we played a team in New Orleans Pelicans who we are much better than. And we proved that we were much better than. We have to make that same kind of rebound. But then we got to keep the momentum going as we play our only bubble back-to-back versus a 10 a.m. game versus Portland Trailblazers at 10 a.m. on, I believe that is Saturday, and then Sunday at 6 p.m. versus the Brooklyn Nets. Bang, bang, bang. You got to win, win, win all three of those because then it's Denver Nuggets, OKC Thunder, and off to the playoffs. So you don't get those Dude, I'm scared. I'm always scared of Portland, dude. I mean, yeah, you got to win them, but they're not gimme games like – Portland is oh, Dame Lillard is like Devin Booker, but arguably better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, no, and and also Portland is literally like the Phoenix Suns playing for their very lives. I think the Nets game will be a gimme W because what do they got really to play for? All they're all broken and battered, but they're kind of locked in no matter what. Denver Nuggets possibly possibly could be resting guys but i doubt it because they're going to be jockeying for playoff position and then of course finishing off the bubble season versus okc and all of those jilted former lovers those former employees so many of them shea gorgeous alexander cp3 and danilo gallinari one day you're going to be a real boy so we've got five tough games with really only one I i think the nets is kind of the least tough, but then you say that's a trap game. So we've got five tough games going into the playoffs, but the most important one is the one right in front of us versus Dallas, yeah. who will be our very likely opening round competitor in the playoffs. But who knows? Anything goes in the bubble. I have loved bubble basketball. What I have not loved is the fake crowd noises. I would much rather it be quiet in there. Oh, you don't like that? I think that's very subtly put in there i mean now listen to be fair the two the the game i watched today i watched on my phone floating in my pool uh the but the two (laughs) previous and the two previous games we were doing our live hot mic app broadcast and thank you to the guys at hot mic for having us over there that was a blast um but i was listening to you squawking in my ear as much as i was listening to the game but i felt i kind of bought the ambient sound it didn't feel like it's not like it felt like the fake laugh track i'm not some rube I'm not some rube. I'm not some sheep. You know what I mean? I'm not some some uh, some some lamb that's going to fall victim to some Kansas City shark. Where I'm going with this yeah, is... Where are you going with I, this? It doesn't make any sense. I know that the bubble is different. I like different. I love the fact that I don't have to stare at spoiled rich courtside fans ignoring the game looking at their phones. I love the fact that I don't have to see Steve Ballmer in a salmon button down overreacting and sweating. I love the fact that I'm in a bubble and what I miss is quiet like a library. Oh, the free no, throw dude. I, I think I, it's I want very that subtle. quiet quiet free throw. I don't Ugh. want any walla walla in the background. I, I don't want subtle. white noise in the background. 
I, I don't well, want we're different. fake noise, but we're that's different. me. That's me. That's me. We're different. I, I prefer bubble basketball. I don't like the fact that the Clippers are a losing team. But we've got lots of time to right the ship. And by lots of time, I mean we have very little time. There's only five <laughs> games to right the ship before the playoffs yeah. begin. Yeah. And we have got to right it right now. You know, look, because it- if we lose this game to Dallas, oh my gosh, we're one and three in the bubble. And we are instilling false confidence in our likely first competitor in these playoffs. We have got to win Thursday. Thursday is a must win for the Clippers. Well, I don't mind false confidence in our opponent. I actually think that that sounds kind of great if they're falsely confident. What I don't love. Oh, so you want to lose to uh, Dallas on Thursday. What I don't love is falling to third and having to face Houston in the playoffs. That's what bothers me. I mean, uh, but I also have to say everybody's in the same boat here. Chris, every single team is trying to figure it out in the bubble. And so, you know, the, what what I what at first gave me comfort was that our wins win was a blowout and our losses were close. But in the in the right. playoffs, man, you got to win those close games. So you sure do. Uh, and you, I'd rather lose these close ones now than lose the close ones in the playoffs. Well, I don't. We're different because I'd rather lose them neither times. But that's just me. I'm a real Clippers fan. <laughs> yes, and you, you are. Different. You are probably. And I'm just. An Elwood fan. I'm just, I'm just fan a lamb getting taken advantage lamb. of by a Kansas stop, City shark. Stop calling yourself different types of sheep. It's weird. All right, folks. Have you ever wanted to help Clipcast? Well, here's how you can. You download the Hot Mic app. You simply. Place the code CLIPCAST into said hot mic app, and you have no idea how much that helps us. It helps us. All caps, CLIPCAST. Hank, walk me through this. I download the hot mic app, or I go to hotmic.io, and then there's something that says, like, insert promo code, or what what exactly happens? I think that's literally what happens. I don't think you do it on your laptop. I think it's best to do it on your device. You download the app. It'll give you an invite code opportunity. You put in CLIPCAST, and very soon... Um, we'll have an actual link that you can just click on that will take you all the way through there. But you put the Clipcast code in there, and then when we're— and that helps us immensely. Uh, yeah, it helps us immensely uh, with that company and just in general. And then at the point where we are broadcasting a game, you turn on the app, and you will see the two of us. Go to our Twitter right now, and you can see screenshots. Or you can see videos of us actually doing the broadcast. It's yeah, a lot we, of fun. We really enjoy ourselves. Uh, you can chat with us on the ga- during the game. And then— uh, you click. We've met a lot of good friends doing this, Hank. Oh my gosh, we've had a, we've met really good friends. Uh, Vlad is really Emily great. Emily and Bobby really great. Reynolds, Emily, Clipper, Bobby. Vlad. So you cl- you click on sync, and then it'll tell you pause your TV feed for six seconds. And by the time it tells you to press play again, we're all synced up, all of us together, and people are chatting with each other. And different fans were chatting with each other, not even with us. Um, and my That's mom right. came on and came on and watched some of the game with us. Yeah, we've had our kids on. We've kids had our have wives been on, with on. Us. You've had your mom on. Oh, yeah. And now we're going to have Joe Prano supposedly joining us for Thursday's game versus Dallas Mavericks. That's going to be awesome. Joe Prano night. is – I'm sure you know who he is. If you don't, check him out. Joe Prano is a great great guy, great friend of the show, great friend of Chris's, great friend of mine, and just a very funny, genuine sports fan. Good guy. He's the host of the Dirty Sports Podcast. He's also, he claims that he's Danilo Gallinari's father. That was that was his claim. Oh. He, he, I brought him into the locker room and he asked Danilo Gallinari a question. I don't believe it was, can I have a ride home or are you coming to Thanksgiving dinner? But he claims that he's Danilo Gallinari's father. We can talk about that on Hot Mike was on the, Thursday let me, night. Now let me ask but you we something. We just have a good time. Was the que- yeah. Did he stand next to Danilo and look into the mirror with him and put his arm around him and say, can you see it, Danilo? Can you see it? Can you I see it? Actually, he actually, his question was basically like, man, the refs tonight, am I right? Oh, boy. It was like, He's, what a it was like along those mind. lines. What and Danilo Gallinari mind. was like, hey, Paisan, uh, yeah, like, yeah, totally, buddy, yeah. Mm, was he Papa. like, was he like, um, <laughs> hey, Joe, I get fined when I make comments like that. Can you take it easy? <laughs> he, but he literally was like, Danilo, you can't, you couldn't get a break from the refs tonight, basically. And Danilo was like, tell me about it. And it wasn't much of a question. It was like, hey, Danilo, don't the refs suck? To anyway, be fair, it wasn't, yeah, to be Prano, fair, it wasn't much of an answer either. <laughs> 
and uh, he's going to be on the Hot Mike Show on Thursday. We we have a blast. It's a lot of fun. And then hopefully we're going to do it as many playoff games as humanly possible because we really carry on and have lots of fun. Oh, it's really fun. It's a great way for us to get to watch games together. You know, for there's a period of time there when I first had kids that we that like we didn't get to see a lot of games together. You and I a couple times a year we'd go to a live game on the same game watch a couple of times a year on TV, which didn't get a lot of opportunities. And then this year, when I came on as the new co-host of Clipcast, we got to see all these games together. And it was like, we we just would carry on and have the time of our lives and walk out sure. of there just talking about how great it was old times. Then then apparently there was some uh, pandemic that happened. I don't know. <laughs> yes. Uh, and now it's like- That's true, Hank. It was yanked away from us, the sport itself and that time together and the hot mic- Oh, Burbank yank. The the Burbank yank. This has really given us such a great opportunity to get to hang with each other and watch the games and carry on and be silly. But my favorite part has been interacting with the fans and chatting with them on the chat board and answering their questions. That's been a blast. Well, I am very impressed- Finally, thankfully, with Marcus Morris's growth just within this bubble, he was a bit of a bust opening night, reopening night for the restart versus the L word. He had zero points. Landry, gosh, Charnett, Shamit had two points. They had one basket between the two of them, and they both kind of got out of their shooting woes. And Marcus Morris looks like hopefully he's here to stay now. The thing that shocked me about last night's loss versus Phoenix, we had a lot of guys in double digits, at least five, maybe six guys in double digits. I don't have the box score in front of me, Hank. Whenever we have four or more guys in double digits, we win those ball games. So that was a real head scratcher to me that we could not pull off the W when there was so much contributions from so many guys like Zubats, like Mook Morris, and then, of course, our superstars, Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, who have been the real deal in the bubble. But it's so frustrating that they've played as well as they have to the tune of one and two because one and two keep winning one out of three ball games. And guess what? You don't get to the second round of the playoffs. Not like that, you don't. You got to win two out of three, three out of three. You can't be playing one out of three basketball or else guess what? The bubble bursts, my friend, and you leave Walt Disney World and you go home with your loved ones and nobody wants that. Nobody, they don't. And look, it's unfortunately, it doesn't have anything to do with point differential. It uh it, it has to do with wins. I mean, the, the truth is that if you take all of the wins and losses of the three games, we came out at a net positive of twenty of 19 points because we won Pelicans. We beat the Pelicans by 23, I want to say, and we lost our first sure. and third games by two each. So actually, we, sure. we outscored our opponents um, in total by 19 points, but it wasn't enough because sure. we, we didn't come up big. Uh, on these two very close games. And, of course, look, you can— The only stat that matters is that W column, my friend. Yeah, and you can say all you want that Kawhi got grabbed by LeBron, and you can say all you want Devin Booker came up big with the shot. But those sorts of rationalizations, uh, they d- tomorrow morning, it's none of that matters. Tomorrow morning, all that matters is that we lost. So, again, I'm not one of those guys that say it doesn't matter. I think that wins and losses matter. I think it, it's important psychologically— um, but all Absolutely. is not lost. We're still okay. Still okay. It's not like we're fighting for our playoffs lives. It's not like we're in the you know fifth, sixth, seventh place, and we're worried about facing the Clippers, the Lakers. We are the Clippers, and we are going to face the Lakers in the Western Conference Finals. So I believe in us still. I'm not hating on our squad, uh, but but definitely we're going to need to figure out how to come up big in the final seconds to win these games. But I don't know how you do better than doubling the shooter with Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. I don't know how you do better than that. The kid just hit an incredible shot. I guess insert Montrez Harrell will help. I mean, Montrez dude. Harrell will definitely help. But proving your point that you made earlier, live by the three, die by the three, because yeah. last night in the loss to Phoenix, Lou Williams and Landry Shamit combined for 0 for 4 from three-point land. They both missed their two three-point shots. Paul George only made one of seven. And Pat Patterson only made one of five. Reggie Jackson only made one of four. So there you go. Live by the three, die by the three. But the silver lining in those losses, in the last loss, Marcus Morris Sr. is 
here, hopefully, to stay. Yeah. He played fabulously versus New Orleans. That's been nice. And then last night in the loss versus Phoenix, six for eight, 16 points. He hit his three ball that he put up from beyond the arc, four rebounds, two assists. That's exactly what we're going to need from Marcus Morris. Kawhi was wonderful. Paul George was good. Together they combined for 50 in a losing effort. Zubats had 18 points, 12 rebounds, but that costly turnover that cost us the entire game. And then J. Mike Green was the fifth man with double digits. We had 10 players active in that loss versus Phoenix. We really want... Our guy, Montrez Harrell, back. Bit of a head-scratcher that Joakim Noah did not play, but that might be just give that veteran the rest that he needs because we've got five very important games. We don't know when Montrez is coming back. We don't know how long he's going to be quarantined. It looks like he will be back with them in a couple days, but then it's up to the league how long he quarantines. I think he will be ready for the playoffs. But, man, I don't want him rusty and dusty, just all of a sudden activated for game one, round one. I want him to get a couple of games in that bubble out of the way, and it just doesn't look like that can happen right now. No, it kind of doesn't. But I want to say really quickly about Zubats. It's very possible that Noah's not getting minutes because Zubats has been great. And Jermichael Green has not been terrible. I mean, Jermichael Green shot 66% sure, from sure. the field. Zubat 77% from the field, 50% from three for Jermichael Green. Like, like the, I, I feel pretty good about Joakim our big Noah guys. Noah is the backup, backup, backup center. I, I hear what you're yeah, saying. Yeah, and, and listen, it, if we're there's another, there is another thing about this fourth quarter. There was a moment watching it where I felt like, man, we're hoisting up threes like crazy, like we're down ten and we were down five. And right. so I, I feel like I didn't realize Paul George went one for seven. Um, oh, yeah. It wasn't quite that glaring. That it wasn't quite that glaring for me, but um, my darn kids also were bugging me while I was trying to float in the pool and drink a beer and watch the game on my phone. Um, well, to, to your point, Hank, he's five for ten when he's not shooting threes, but then he's one for seven shooting threes. So if he's hitting 50% of his two balls, but he's not hitting anything from three for this one game. Granted, yeah, yeah. the last game, game versus New Orleans, he was 8 for 11. So you, you figure, oh, I, I've got my stroke in this bubble. I'm going to fire threes because last game I went 8 for 11. So I totally get it. And that last Clipper home blowout W versus New Orleans was just what the doctor ordered in Orlando. And we need another one of those versus Dallas on Thursday. And you can join us on Hot Mike and you can watch the game with me, Burbank Hank, and the great Joe Prano or Danilo Gallinari Sr., if you ask him. We're going to have a lot of fun watching that game, and we really need to win that game. Yeah, I think we do. I mean, I don't, I'm not a big believer in must wins per se, but I really do. Sure. Look, man, there's, some, there's something crazy going on in Houston right now. Like, James Harden is playing defense. Russell Westbrook is, like, dishing assists. These guys, oh, dude, these it guys is a have log they have, jam. Listen, four, they, five, and six. Bro, half game separates bro, Houston, Utah, Houston, and the Thunder. Houston stars have metamorphosized. They are no longer the ball hog shooters who don't play defense. James Harden was almost admittedly never playing defense, and now he's become a pretty effective defender. And I do not want to play those guys in our first round. Uh, I really just don't. I want us to be finding our footing versus the Dallas Mavericks. So, you know, I think we need a win, but I think we need a win because we need to win games. Uh, and it'd be almost well, nice to Houston, see us win like, a close one. Like I just said, the Rockets, the Jazz, and the Thunder are all a half a game apart. The Rockets and the Jazz are tied right now, nine and a half games out of first. Oklahoma City Thunder right behind them, ten games out of first. A half game separates four, five, and six. But actually, all three of those teams coming off losses. Utah Jazz has lost two in a row. Houston and OKC both lost their last matchup. So hopefully they continue these skids, which will help us. We need a couple losses from Denver, and then certainly we need to beat Denver when we play them because it is important to me for this Clipper organization and this Clipper team to go into the playoffs the two seed, something we've never done in franchise history. The best we've ever walked into a playoffs is the three seed. We did it a couple times. 
led by MVP Bob McAdoo way back in the day in Buffalo. And then we did it with CP3. We were the three seed. Look at all the good that did us. So I don't want to be the three seed. We've been the three seed. Been there, done that. Lose in the second round. Been there, done that. Lose in the first round. Been there, done that. I don't want any more been there's. I certainly don't want any more done that's. I want to win. I want to go in as the two seed. I want to sweep a team. Doc Rivers coached Clippers. Hear me when I say this. Doc Rivers coached Clippers have never advanced in the playoffs in less than seven, something we desperately need to do. So here we go. We're in the bubble. We're going to play Dallas Mavericks most likely in the first round, barring any sort of slippage that happens or Denver barking at our heels. Regardless, whoever we play in that first round, it cannot go to seven, Hank. I will literally pull all my hair out, which will have turned shock white, and I can't handle this stress. We need to clobber whoever our first-round opponent is and sweep them or get them in five. None of this win in seven nonsense that I am just so sick of. And then going to the second round and losing in seven or losing in six. I don't want to lose in the first or second round. I want those conference. I want that conference finals, man. I need it. I need it to live. Well, okay. I, I hear you. Stop screaming at me. <laughs> I mean, the, the good. This? Is this, is this a better, is this a better volume? It's much better. Me? It's much more pleasant. All right. It's much more pleasant to tell you the truth. Just, uh, look, am I, I am I correct that Dallas beat, um, the Kings, but they had to go into overtime to do it today. Do I have that right? Uh, that sounds right to me. You know, it's I, not I, Kings cast or Mavs cast. I think we beat those dudes. I know we're talking about them. Uh, I, yeah, I know. I no, think we beat those dudes. I'm glad you did your research about that. Uh, I think we beat those dudes. I really do. I think we we're, we are. Sure. I think what we're gonna see, if you can remember the stat where we didn't lose back to back games for most of the yes. season. Um, Absolutely. You know, we came back Absolutely. from a we came back from a disappointing loss to the Lakers that was very close, in which they really were controlling the game the entire time, and we almost came back and beat them, and it wasn't a high pressure sure. game, and we blew out our similar next to opponent. Phoenix. Okay, then yes. Phoenix uh, once again. We, you know, we were, we never really had control, even though we had the, you know, we had the, we didn't we have the lead in the first quarter? Am I wrong about that? We never had the lead. I don't you think said? so. I don't think we ever had the lead. Because I, I turned it on. I turned it on in the maybe, second maybe, quarter. You know, excuse me. We had the at one point. Mook Morris had five points, and the Phoenix Suns had four points, and the Clippers maybe had like seven or something. But then they went on a run, and Doc called a timeout to get us back close. But we only led in the very, very early nascent stages of the game, if you will. We led early, and then we let them basically score at will. And it cost us the game. We always hung tough. We were always single digits down. And we really chipped away late. And Kawhi went into Xbox mode and got us tied. But just, we couldn't get over the hump. And it cost us the W. We got to get over the hump. We got to just clobber the Dallas Mavericks. And we'll finally answer the question, which I think we know the answer. Is Mark Cuban allowed in the bubble? We'll find out Thursday night because I don't think he is. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't seen any owners. I, no. I think only the staff. Only the staff is, you know, that's that's what I think. I think they'd be. Cool. I need to get some intel from Brian Seaman. I want to see how he's doing in the bubble. I got to check in with him. I got to send him a text. I enjoyed listening to his call, and I thought I thought him and McGetty or I mean, uh, McGetty, Chauncey. I thought him and Chauncey were really getting a nice rapport with each other. I really enjoyed their call today. For sure. Well, we had to we had to listen to TNT and ESPN call the first two games because of some sort of hot mic snafu. Well, so yeah, hot I mic. Think hot mic Thursday, is on Thursday. We'll see what happens. I think that's a TNT game. I think that they right now because they are a brand new app. That's why this is one of the reasons why it helps us every time you download the hot mic app onto one of your devices. This is one of the reasons it helps us is because right now they mostly have the major feed. They have TNT or ESPN. Um, they don't like have the national Fox, feed. They don't have Fox Sports Prime Ticket, and the more people that get a hold of this exciting new app and and share it, the more advertisers will be a part of it, and the more that they're going to get other feeds. Is my belief. That's my hope. Uh, but no, we sure. didn't get to hear seams. Um, yeah, I don't know. I on one hand, I doubt that any owner, if they can be there, wants to be there for the seeding games because you have to understand being there means being there, right? You're there, right? So I could maybe see. Now, this is an interesting question. Which owners 
would be bananas enough to quarantine themselves for the entire playoffs. For sure, Mark, Mark Cuban. Cuban and for <laughs> sure Steve Ballmer are the two. No, I see. I think Steve Ballmer is too powerful. He's got too much of an empire to run. I don't think he can go there. Oh, he, you, got, what are you talking got... about, dude? Dude, Google is, is has closed their offices until 2021, dude. The, the Silicon Valley companies, the tech companies, are literally not going to have employees this year or next year in their offices. Dude, is Steve Ballmer is the owner of two office. stadiums. He doesn't have to be anywhere. He's got one stadium. He, he owns the Great there. Western Forum. He's got he to give the Inglewood City Council the shakedown because no. he's a multi-stadium no. owner. He's a he's he's a legend in Inglewood. He's definitely not. Face he's time. definitely not in Orlando. Zoom. Steve Ballmer is not in Orlando. No Face way time. is he in Kissimmee. I'm not. Listen, no buddy. Way I'm not Steve some. Listen to me. I'm not some sheep. Or lamb, or lanolin-producing four-legged woolly mammal, who will be who will be told that Steve Ballmer Take your advantage in the day in the day of FaceTime and Zoom and video conferencing. You're going to tell me he has to be in Inglewood to go to the city council meetings that aren't happening because they're getting the shakedown. Uh, are you going to tell me that Steve Ballmer is somehow in the bubble, but we've never seen him or no, heard about it? Is I that what playoffs. you're trying to tell me? I said playoffs. Oh, you th- you think he'll be there in the playoffs? No, I didn't say that. I said if there were going to be crazy enough owners to go, who would they be? It was a hypothetical question. Am I well, voting? ifs and buts where candies and nuts, Hank. Oh, are something you- and something. Merry Christmas. Diabetes. Okay. I- well, now I want candy and nuts. Uh, Hank, we got to win on Thursday. We've got five more bubble games before NBA playoff. Oh, right now I want bubble gum. I can't <laughs> wait for. I want. I want to go to Disneyland and get some of their their sweets from Main Street. I, I like the little sweet shop by the Winnie the Pooh ride. Oh, it's great. I like uh, the. I like all the sorts of ice creams, and I like the rice quis, uh, quispy tweets. I like the rice crispy treats shaped like Mickey dipped in chocolate. Yeah. Oh, man, I got a sweet tooth <laughs> talking about all this Disney bubble basketball. <laughs> but we have got to get that W versus Dallas on Thursday. Need I it. know it's not a must win, but we need – it is a need, need win. And then it's Saturday, Sunday. I'm excited to wake up Saturday morning and know 10 a.m. Clippers basketball, Portland. How would you feel about today's weird Tuesday 1 p.m. game? It's pretty wonky, right? I mean, it's like well, Olympics. Man. I don't like any of it. I, I mean, I don't like any of these weird day game times. I do agree with you that Saturday 10 a.m., that's real fun. That's just a fun. That's sure, a hoot. It's a weekend. That's a hoot. But yeah. in general, I don't care for it. I, I really enjoy night games. I enjoy being in Los Angeles on the West Coast and getting our games at night. And then occasionally during the playoffs, we get some day games or whatever. And I, I understand that the West Coast or East Coast very often has to watch really late sports. Um, and then when we're watching a game at 6 o'clock, they're watching a game at 9 p.m. They're playing a game at 9 p.m. But I don't love sure. the 3.30 Every day, three thirty, one o'clock. I I don't love it. I don't love it. It keeps me from staying I, up. What late. I do, that's nice, I guess. What I do love is rolling out of bed during these seating games and knowing every day of the week there's like four or five games and knowing. Oh wait, what time is it? It's ten a.m. That means it's one p.m. Disney World time. That means there's some NBA basketball on the boob tube. Let's flip it on. And I thought this was great. I watched the Clippers beat New Orleans, and then all of a sudden, I guess it was Lakers versus, I don't know, Raptors or somebody next. And it was blacked out in my area, and I was like, great. I didn't want to watch LeBron anyway. That jerk. You know, I, I, for, the, for, for I our fans, out every we, had a, game. we had a big hot mic turnout for the opening game uh, versus the Lakers, and I thought it would be a great idea to drink some beers and have some chips. And I turned off the air conditioning in my guest house because I thought it would be too loud for the broadcast. So I got really hot. Right. And I started drinking beer, and then I was drinking beer. I was got really hungry, and so I ate an entire bag of Doritos spicy <laughs> chips. Uh, yeah. And my question for you is, for the Saturday 10 a.m. game, obviously I'll be drinking mm. coffee. What is the food Hot that? Coffee. What is the food I should eat too much of to the point where it gives me a headache the next day, like the chips did? What would be the equivalent? Well, 
All right, so Saturday at donuts? 10 a.m. Look, let's should I get a box yes, of donuts, coffee and donuts, and eat them a, all. Get a dozen donuts, eat them all, and eat every single one, and you will be sick as a dog for Sunday versus the Nets. That's that's definitely the end game. I was gonna say, why get sick? Why not roll out of bed, try to drag your heels, and have brunch with the Clippers? Oh, that's nice. Yeah, why not? A little hot coffee and a cold mimosa, bottomless mimosas, Saturday versus whoever the heck, Portland Trailblazers. Why is it going to be bottomless mimosas? Why can't, it, why can't the mimosas have a bottom? I got to drink I say five. bottomless mimosas from a topless cocktail waitress. That's my goal for Saturday. <laughs> Don't call your wife that. There's no way, there's no way my wife's going to go for it, Never. sadly. Never. You've but been I trying to have, get her to dress like I, a sexy waitress for years. And now the fans know. All right, so look, we've got we've got we've got Thursday with Joe on hot mic. Oh yeah, uh, three. Oh, that's a three thirty p.m. game. I wonder if Joe knows that. And then Saturday morning, ten a.m. Sunday, six p.m. Nets. I will try my best to convince you to join us. Uh, hot mic. We're trying to actually have a real great Clipper watch party for that. August 9th, Sunday, 6 p.m. game versus the Nets, where we're going to have Joe Prano, comedian, podca- uh, podcaster, and then Sam Tripoli, who is another comedian, podcaster, who uh, hosts Dirty, excuse me, Punch Drunk Sports, the longest running sports comedy podcast, I believe. Two very popular comedy sports podcasters who have a massive beef with one another. Oh, that's going to be great. Sam Tripoli and Joe Prano. They are heated because Tripoli hates Joe Prano's love affair with LeBron. He calls him some sort of LeBron ball washer is his exact terminology. Well, I I don't care for that. But that's that's Tripoli's words. He says Joe Prano is a LeBron ball washer. And then Joe Prano says Tripoli is a flip flopper who loves LeBron, then hates LeBron, who just who whoever's playing Tripoli flips to the side of who's winning. That's according to Joe Prano. So those two guys are going to be going Ooh, at drama. each other's throats. It's going to be lots of drama, lots of jokes, and lots of cursing on Hot Mike, but never on Clipcast, which is a family show. But our show on a, on Hot Mike, that ain't a family show at all. As a matter of fact, keep your kids away from the screen. Although you and I had our kids on the show for a lot of the show. Yeah, and the second that you're the first game that we did, uh, Kieran, your yeah. son was on, and then he went to a friend's house, yep. and man, then you cursed a blue streak. I was worried about offending our our listeners that might be more delicate, but Petra loved it. She didn't leave. She didn't leave. No. And you Bobby took your Reynolds shirt off during the next call. game. Oh, my gosh. You took your shirt really off. Did. And my mom had just well, logged on. Because you had threatened to wear a Clippers jersey with no T-shirt. Which you hate. Which is like your, your hate least favorite oh, fan look. Oh, listen, fans. And so you're not a basketball you mentioned player. That, I had to do it. I had to do it. You, no, you better you're not a basketball be... player... You should not be wearing a basketball jersey with no undershirt. No. You should wear a basketball jersey as a homage to your favorite team or favorite player, but you're not a basketball player. Put a shirt you're on. not that player. You should have an undershirt. I'm not someone who cares what you hairs. put under it. You could wear a T-shirt. You could wear a hoodie sweatshirt. You could wear a sure. polo shirt. You could wear tuxedo. a dress shirt. You could wear a tuxedo. I've seen guys come straight from suit. the office. They put on their jersey sure. with their dress pants and their dress shirt. But when I see a guy Absolutely. in the stadium watching the game in a jersey with no you T-shirt, I just think, yuck. You hate it the most. I dislike it so much, and I know that it stinks. I know that that's smelly. See, the one thing that I like about seeing a guy with just the jersey on with no undershirt, me, a known Kansas City shark, is like, here comes that lanolin lamb, easy pickings, and I just get my grift mode on, and then I walk over to that little chicken sheep and man, I put my wolf teeth in them, and I don't even know what I'm saying, but the grift is on, and there you? comes the three card money, and You're it's all idiot. aces for Johnny what Knuckles. You, it was what are you doing? It was weird <laughs> enough. This weird sheep lamb thing that you have been on now for 43 minutes and 50 seconds was weird wolf. enough. I'm a howling and now wolf. Now you're talking about what? Now it's guys and dolls. Now you're talking about the grifters and the double and down. Re- That's right. Oh, you are a weirdo.
That's why we people got a craft game going down at the Y at the 53rd PE on the corner of Toity Toid and Toid. Now at this point, I have worn I, I have worn my uh, what are the ones I wore? I wore my um, I wore my jerseys? autographed Oloa candy first game two two. Sure. And then, yep. and then my second game, I wore my Baron Davis autograph. Toot toot. Oh, sure, uh, sure, sure, for sure. fun. But uh, obviously, a little bit of the like wall of shame of some of my <laughs> autographed Clippers gear. I wore a Clippers home jersey. Maybe it was away. A Clippers jersey number twenty-three. Clippers number twenty-three autographed by Marcus Camby. Oh, I'm jealous. I'm jealous. They thought of for that. sure I was going to say Underground Goat Lou Williams. I love Marcus Camby. Marcus Camby is actually in the Clippers record books, even though he was only with us for a couple of seasons. I want to say it's like maybe rebounds per game or maybe some sort of like high percentage. I'm, I'm not sure what it is, but if you look in the Clippers all-time leaders, my man and one of my favorite all-time Clippers who was with us far too briefly, Marcus Camby. You should look up Marcus Camby full court shot. He one time underneath the basket in game. I think the buzzer had already gone off, so they didn't give him the three points, but he literally hit a shot the distance of the court. He hit a 94-footer, Hank. Amazing. I love Marcus Camby. I love him, too. He's, he's the best. When, when, you, when you got that jersey, and we had the opportunity to get a couple of jerseys autographed through our ticket rep, I believe it was that year, there you got yeah. the last Marcus Camby in the pro shop. Because I remember That's really right. looking and not finding, or maybe they just didn't have the, my size medium that I wanted. Uh, and I sure. was so heartbroken that I didn't get a Camby. Oh, that yeah. was my, that's my great... That's the one I really feel like I missed out on in my t- in my time. And we also have threatened for years because you know we've got a relatively impressive Clippers autographed jersey collection. I can speak for myself saying that I've got Chris Kamen, Marcus Camby, a couple of Blake Griffins, and Elton Brand. I know you've got a Sam Cassell, the aforementioned Michael Olawakandi, a Blake Griffin, Al- a Chris Thornton. Paul. I got Thornton. I don't have a Chris Paul. I've Thornton okay. came in. DeAndre, do you have a DeAndre? I don't have a DeAndre. At the point where, at the huh. point where the Lob City was happening, was when yeah, were, we both got we, we both got married and have kids, and so I got a couple of Blake Griffins, and that was kind yep. of where it stopped. But we always threatened Hank to autograph our own. We did vanity jerseys that say Dittman on the back of yours and wild on the back of mine. well they aren't van- they're not one no, wait day. a second they're not vanity jerseys yeah. it was when we did no, the personalized first, the first time that the clippers employed us to do comedy videos we said yes, as part of the deal on the jumbo we'd love to get some authentic jerseys from the authentic pro shop clippers and jerseys. so and we just meant authentic we just we just clippers meant from the pro shop like a sam casella or an elton right. brand and they sent off sure. to the company that made the players jerseys and they were like what number do you want yep. you're getting so the authentic jerseys we have with our names on them are not authentic pro shop they are actual game quality jerseys and so mine yeah mine is as long as a dress oh they're so long they're you plus could wear mine two. with a belt yeah to a formal event an evening an you, well evening out you know what buddy allowed such a thing let me say this to you as we wrap up the show you've got the legs for it and you've got the shoulders for it <laughs> And the hair. All right. Well, look, guys, join us Thursday night for Hot Mike, our Clipper watch party. We're going to have a blast. We're also going to do it again on Sunday, I guess, for the Nets. Is that? Are you really going to be able to do two of the next three games, Hank? Well, I'm coming back from a little. I got a day with the family. I think I'm going to be right back on in. Wednesday. I think I'm going to be back in time to do the game on Thursday. Um, okay. And, and probably what's going to end up ultimately happening on Thursday will be that I get you guys all set up and I can pop in and out a little bit. I may not be there very much sure. for the game. Um, and sure. Sunday is a six o'clock game and the kids go to bed at seven. Sunday. So I would sort of think yep. the worst case scenario would be that I start it up and say hi for just a little bit and then put the kids to bed. And then I come on for like the second half. Well, I got to be honest, sun- Sunday night's game is basically going to be Joe Prano and Sam Tripoli verbally attacking each other. You're no, not going to get a word it. in edgewise. I don't want to have a word. Two. No, you got to see it. I want to watch it. Uh, and I, and it, here's All right, the so thing. predictions before I, can, I let you wait, go. Wait, wait, we can watch. The, don't forget, fans, yeah. if you missed our first two broadcasts on Hot Mike, you can go on to Hot Mike, download the app, go on to Hot Mike. You can watch bits and pieces, find some stuff you like. And so I could always watch the rebroadcast of Tripoli and Prano going after each other. 
All right, so before I let you go, who do you think is going to win Tripoli versus Prano in the verbal spar that is about to go down uh, Sunday night? I, I can tell you that I think what is going to happen is that um, Prano is going to be the more sensible and probably get the most logical jabs in on Tripoli, but mm. Tripoli mm-hmm. is just going to go with with verbal and emotional haymakers um, that are going to be off-putting and frantic and frenetic and exhausting. <laughs> So I think I'll it, tell you I'll tell you guaranteed who wins is the fans who tune in. That's BT, who's going to win on Sunday time. night for sure. And the Clippers versus the Nets. All right, folks, one and two in the bubble. We must do better right now. We got five more seeding games. Let's go a sweet, sweet five and zero. Oh. It's going to be difficult, but we can do it. Feel good about four and one. But anything less than that, yikes! yikes. I don't want to. I don't want to have a bubble record of five and three or four and Buddy, four. Buddy, don't take us. Don't take us out. Losing. Don't take us out on a negative. Record. Don't take us out on a negative. Take Absolutely us out on a positive. Not. We are going to beat the Dallas Mavericks on Thursday. We are going to win the weekend back-to-back series. That is at Portland Trailblazers. Look, it's all at the wide world of sports resort and spa in in Kissimmee, Florida. And then Sunday, we've got that sweet, sweet versus Brooklyn Nets. So I think Dallas and Brooklyn are going to be some commanding Clippers Ws. Portland could give us a run for our money, but I like us to win 3-0 and and silence the doubters. What do you think, Hank, in the next three? Talk well, I'm going to have to say 3-0. and I, I feel the exact same way you do. I feel like I had some uh, big calls about us going 6-2. and two. I think we've stumbled right out of the gate. And I think we're going to pull off these three wins. Yes, I do, sir. Because I think Lou Williams is going to get his legs, and I think he's going to get really hot in his shooting. Uh, and Joe Kim Noah, maybe they're resting him a little bit because he's a little bit older and they're trying to save him. Um, but Pat Beverly, we're going to have to watch this injury for Pat Beverly and see what if he's going to be back. That might be the deciding factor. We've got Pat Beverly back in for three games. I say we go 3-0. and If we don't have him, 2-1 and is the worst case, is my call. And a lot of questions going to be answered because we'll see. Will Kawhi play all three of these games? I think he will. Only time will tell, Hank. Yeah, I mean, will it, if he if we lose one of the first two, will he play the third just to get it going? But yeah, I'm I'm so curious to see if he plays back to backs. And you're right. Only time will tell. I mean, one of them is a 10 a.m. game followed by a 3:30 p.m. It's a little more wiggle room than your 7.30 back-to-backs. Anyway, we'll see what happens. Sound the horn. What a clipcast. Oh, you sound like one of those sheep that I could sink my teeth into. Yeah.